Um, yeah. Wait, wait. I'm, a, I'm now a serious investor from Silicon Valley with glasses and everything. I'm a securities advisor, apparently. Yeah. So uh, Inex asked me to wear this uh, vest. I, I didn't wear a shirt, but yeah. Should we should we talk about EBITDA and uh, and taxation? What? Taxation <laughs> is theft. <laughs> I think these are very important topics to cover. Since since when do you care about taxes? <laughs> since as an INX investor and Ethereum proponent, I care about all Ethereum people care about paying taxes. It's very important to us. Yeah, and that's why you created Monero to evade taxes. I never created Monero. It's <laughs> logical and preposterous. <clears throat> okay, so um, I, I guess for most people watching the, the stream, uh, so we, we had an attempt at people trying to cancel us because uh, some people finally figured out that we are not really Bitcoin maximalists. Also, we, to... do have a, we have an intro song that we normally play at this point, but we don't have right. to. Well, I know. Okay, we, we get started. Okay, but because like half half the intro song is about Bitcoin maximalism and that we're not wearing suits and we're wearing suits, so it's not kind of <laughs> really relevant anymore. I'm not wearing Fine. a suit. The the intro song is cancelled. No, yeah, okay. but Samson, you are a suit. You've got a security token on a game and everything. Yeah, and I work for Blockstream, which is owned work by for the bank. Blockstream Core. Yeah, AXA. Okay, Axel. Ricardo, start the intro. Starting intro now. Magical crypto. The best thing to do is simply to huddle. What's a young pony to do in a sea of shady ICOs? Alliance courage can light up even the darkness of shadows. Unlike the corporate suits, the whale panda is wise. A chicken dreams about the moon while soaring in the skies. As Bitcoin sees new all-time To magical crypto hypocrites, apparently. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, thought so was, I thought it was magical security friends. Uh, security <laughs> hypocrites, or whatever. Um, so yeah, let's talk about Inex. Um, I, I will tell first how how I came to it. So so, the start of 2018, uh, Alan came to me and he said he was going to launch a. A new uh, exchange. Wait, you didn't introduce um, us. But I never do. I don't do that anymore because it doesn't work. Because you have to talk. Because otherwise, you can like it's only the speaker who who's visible on YouTube. So if I say something now, like Samson, welcome, then you have to say something for before you show up. Hello, Will Panda. Yeah, well, uh, people know who you are now because you've been cancelled because of INX. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, Alan reached out to me in the uh, start of 2018 and uh, he wanted to do like the first real uh, securities exchange in the US fully regulated with an IPO. And I asked some questions and it turned out to be with an ERC-20 token and I had some concerns, but as he explained it to me, it still kind of makes sense. 
Well, obviously your concerns were unfounded and it was totally fine with everybody. Yeah. Well, the, the way he explained it to me was, was very simple. They said um, the SEC was already used to working with Ethereum because of all the scams. So thank you, scams. Um, and there were no real, real other platforms yet to uh, build uh, stuff, tokens on at that point. At least not that the type of tokens with whitelisting addresses and stuff like that. Of course, you had Omni, but that didn't quite suffice. Uh, so he, so I invested in his, in the exchange, and he asked me to be an advisor as well. So that that's my short story. But we'll go through everyone, and then we'll discuss the the issues being brought up. <laughs> so it's like, uh, tell me about your background, how you got into INX. Yes, yes, Samson. Well, for you, it's quite kind of obvious. You just like invested to get your scam coin, scam token listed. So. Well, so it's my turn next to talk about yeah. my INX origin story. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you, have to, you have to start with, my name is Samson and I'm a scammer. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not Charlie. <laughs> so is one of you guys that told me to invest. It just Someone messaged me and said, uh, we're all investing in this thing. You should too. And I said, okay, fine. And then later on, I read about it. I'm like, oh, shit, it's an Ethereum token. But uh uh, I think investing in a securities exchange is a good thing. Um, there's no really big venue to trade. And that's the problem for security tokens because you can, if you can't trade it and there's no liquidity, then there's no market for it and no one's going to do security tokens. But if you have INX and they can service institutional customers, uh, they can service the entire US market, then I think security tokens will boom. And I think security tokens are a good thing. And that's why I started working on Liquid Securities, which sits on top of the Liquid Network, which you guys love so much, uh, because I think uh, tokenized securities are going to revolutionize the capital markets. But yeah, that's why I invested. And yeah, that's it. It's that simple. Okay, I guess uh, Ricardo can go next. Let's, let's I mean, do like white Asian, white Asian. That, that's, that's good. That's <laughs> super not racist at all. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you guys know, like, I've been, for, for ages, I've been saying always buy $100 of every scam, um, you know, so, like, I, how could I not invest? But more specifically... Except, except you bought, like, a million dollars <laughs> instead of $100, but, but that's not... Economies... That's not worried about that. Scale. No, no, he fat-fingered he, he fat the, or, the order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was filling out the paperwork, it was like a hundred comma zero zero, and then I was like, "Is a comma a, a, like is that the decimal place in American? I don't know." Because Europeans so use I had a comma, to like, right? Yeah, it was very confusing. No, you like I use a space as a thousand separator, um, so the whole thing was very confusing, and I think we just ended up with too many zeros. But it is what it is, and it's too late now. It's because Coinbase won't list Monero. This is its only chance. Yeah, I'm trying to get INX to list Monero. But but in all in all seriousness, so I actually do kind of like security tokens. I've mentioned this before on more than one occasion. Um, uh, not not because I think that security tokens are like, you know, some sort of great regulated thing or thing for regulators, but I think that it's kind of cool to be able to um, have shares in a company that are represented by tokens uh, 
whether it's regulated or unregulated is, you know, up to your individual risk profile. Um, but, you know, certainly there are tons of people that buy unregulated securities today uh, in other forms. But I think it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> or Ripple. Um, but but I think that it's that that that's a separate issue to to whether security tokens should or shouldn't exist. And and quite honestly, like I think, you know, if if I think back to the discussions I had with Alan at the time um, around platform and so on, because of course, like you know, the the tech is interesting to me. Um, like I did, I had the discussion about counterparty. You know, I had the discussion about colored coins. I had the discussion about them rolling their own chi own chain. Um, we didn't have the discussion about masternodes because they're a joke. But you know, we had the discussion about other avenues, and nothing really, you know, nothing really hit home because of the 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 the, the lack of traction with regulators, the lack of understanding with them. And it's not my business, so I can't force my views on them. You know, ultimately, if they say this is the path that we should take, we'll switch it out later. Yeah, cool. It's like them deciding on a particular um, database for their backend. I don't really care. I can have opinions on that, but I don't really care what they settle on. Yeah, it kind of makes sense that, like, they. I mean, it took like two two plus years to do this. If they actually tried to do it on something other than Ethereum, it would have taken a lot longer. Yeah. Then there's also the feedback that they should have done it on Liquid. But at the time I invested in 2018 May, I think, like Liquid was not launched yet. And even after Liquid was launched, it was not ready to support security tokens. Uh, we only had that capability uh, late 2019, early 2020, and it's still not fully released. We're just testing it with a limited set of uh, customers right now. So I don't think Liquid was an option. Ideally, it would have been on Liquid. And I tell Alan Silbert this every day, like, should have launched Liquid, should have used Liquid, but uh, should have launched on Liquid. <laughs> but it's too late for that. So, and Yeah, and, and uh, something that I'd like to bring up, because I, I think that I feel like this is largely being glossed over, is even if it had been on Liquid, there would still be plenty of critics over, you know, like, oh, but it shouldn't have a token. Why does it need a token? You know, it, it, it can use Google Spreadsheet or whatever. Like and and that quite honestly, it's a fair criticism, and uh, and I don't I don't think that there's anything wrong with that criticism, but I think it's silly to to expect that the world we're going to end up with is only going to have one digital token, and there will be no others, because if that's the case, why work on RGB? You know, why why work on any sort of tokenization mechanism, unless you accept that sometimes projects will use that token that that technology. Uh, to have a token even when they don't need one. That's a nice subtle diss of Giacomo. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, okay, so um, another thing uh, is like you're going to run a security token exchange. So shouldn't the, sec like, shouldn't the security token exchange have a security token? I mean, isn't that a like logical thing? Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, but, I think so. But for me, I think it's uh, kind of weird. It, it, the thing that's being issued here is a security. The token is just a transport mechanism or a rail. It doesn't really matter. And I find it interesting that people are saying I'm a hypocrite because I always say I love Tether. Tether is great, but Tether is on multiple chains as well. I think it offers a utility and that utility is more important than what it lives on. It doesn't really matter if it is on Omni or if it's on Ethereum or on Liquid. It's useful either way. And it's also issued by a central party, just like a security token is. 
So does it really matter what it launches on at first? And I think the answer is no, but apparently other people disagree with me, which is okay. I mean, I guess another thought experiment that I'd encourage people to, to consider is if a, a project ICO'd on Ethereum and, uh, you know, it was widely panned or ignored even by, by Bitcoiners, and then it pivots to, let's say, counterparty, uh, RSK, um, RGB, what a liquid like and and they really do a lot of good and uh, good for the bitcoin ecosystem you know they spend money on bitcoin development or something like what happens now do you do you go oh, well you know it, we can we can't get over its origins i'm i'm struggling to understand like where where the line is cuz frankly and i said this on twitter um mockingly but but really it feels like a purity test it feels like a no true scotsman fallacy it's like you you know you this project just didn't do it just didn't do it well enough. It wasn't like good enough. And so now we must eschew it forever and everyone who mentioned it. Well, I don't think it's that. I think people just want to complain. There's nothing better for them to do. So they have to complain about something. <laughs> it's like you said, like if we did launch it on Liquid uh, and it was perfect, we would still have uh, gotten flack for something. Oh, yeah, no, for, for sure. And, and, and like, like the, I want to address also the other concerns that uh, were brought up, like uh, that it's still... Uh, it's not cash flow positive yet. Well, of course not. I mean, it, it's like they, they, they spent two and a half years um, with, with expensive lawyers trying to push it through the, the SEC. Uh, they built the exchange. Um, that, that all costs a, a lot of money. And, and yes, there, there are no, uh, there, there's no cash flow yet. There are no users yet. Of course not, because it hasn't launched yet. I, I mean, the, 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 whole, the, the whole idea is that like this is where people um, can buy into from the start, Other, like something that's or, otherwise only for VCs or stuff like that. Um, and we're not telling you to buy it. Please don't buy it. I mean, most of you are Bitcoin holders. You don't want to give up your Bitcoin for this. Uh, but, but if you're a trader, then it might make sense. Or if you're into security tokens, then it might make sense. But if you're just a Bitcoiner, don't buy it. Really. See, this is the annoying thing for me. Uh, I got... I got blasted for shilling the thing, but I haven't even posted about it until Lop started getting bashed, but apparently I'm shilling it. And I didn't even mention it or tweet about it until that blew up. And I even told Alan, like, don't put my name on the website as an advisor. You know, I just want to make it exist and bring it into reality, but I'm not shilling it. But maybe now I should because I'm going to get blasted anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, maybe... Well. One other criticism that we that we can talk about that I've I've noticed um, is the whole like uh, advisors had options on tokens at a at a cheaper price. We know. Uh, I would like to point out. Yeah, I would like to point out that like I I couldn't buy tokens at a price that was cheaper than uh, launch price. Charlie, I believe you didn't get that option either. No. Nope. Um. So it's only it's only advisors, and I'm sure it was capped and so on. Um. I'm sure that's oh, quite of course. Yeah. I mean. I mean I mean, it has to have, like, the, the people say it's like 90x of the initial value because it was valued at, at uh, after uh, audit, it was valued at, at one cent per uh, per token. But it has because it has to have a value for the SEC prospectus. I mean, it's the same as uh, if you do a startup and you get, like, options for to buy stock. And it, it's like people have been working on this for two and a half years. It's It's like people are supposed to work for free. I mean, this is we, we we get the tokens instead of being getting like money in return. The, the so. thing is, uh, it would have been better for us if Alan just gifted the tokens and 
had a zero dollar value. But then I thought about that some more. And I think the people on Twitter would have said, well, you guys like made infinite gains, went from zero to, to, to 90 cents. Yeah. <laughs> well, it probably would have been better if you got paid in, in cash, all right, as well as token. But the startup doesn't have the cash to pay you guys. It doesn't have cash for it. Yeah. I, I, do feel, I do feel it's a little unfair um, to, to, on the one hand, pretend to be pro-capitalism pro and then on the other hand, dislike a company that's structured in a, very traditionally capitalistic way <laughs> you know reward reward the advisors that take the risk early on reward staff that take the risk early on you know reward the early investors that take the risk like that's capitalism that's the way it works the, the problem is it just looks too much like just the the ICOs we've been seeing since like 2006 and 2017 but I don't think it does Charlie it's like well, it, it doesn't but just just from the surface, it kind of looks very similar. Well, that's because ICOs copied companies giving like yeah. stock and things to founders and advisors. That's yeah. not like an ICO thing. It's a company corporate thing. And uh, I think the INX IPO is like the anti-ICO. It does everything that every single thing opposite from an ICO. Everything is transparent, audited. Like Alan Silver told me he can't even go to the bathroom without approval from the SEC. So uh, I don't know why people are. are I don't, I don't believe that. that. <laughs> well maybe uh, so but uh, so there's another angle here so um we also getting shit for because we are uh supporting like a kyc platform i mean that that's more for the from the privacy people but hey so why aren't the monero people hanging fluffy like why is he unscathed they should be blasting oh, because him right now. because i've been quite open about investing in scams for a long time like i mean this isn't new well, you are like, a DeFi I mean, farmer, right? Yeah, you know, I'm... Because yeah. this is this is nothing close to what he did at the Monero Enterprise Alliance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a good take on it. No, but like in, in all seriousness, like um, it's... I think that the the reality is centralized financial institutions are going to exist for a long time. Um, it's, it's virtually impossible uh, that we're going to have like decentralized, privacy-focused, no KYC institutions and, and projects um, become dominant, I think, in the next decade. That's not to say that they won't become prominent and that they, you know, they won't, they, they won't be like a large number of users of uh, decentralized exchanges and that sort of thing um, performing KYC-free transactions. But I think that at this point in time, to expect governments to relinquish the control that they've become used to is unrealistic. But we can ease them out of it. You know, we can slowly get them comfortable with self-sovereignty and then start getting them more comfortable with, um, like, analyzing data in a different way instead of having all of the data served up to them with names and dates and geolocations attached. Also, pe people, want, people want to go mainstream, and if you want to go mainstream, you have to go regulated. Well, if, if you want hyper-Bitcoinization, it's not a bunch of people just buying and hodling. There has to be another avenue for money to get in, which is institutional money and you know money that's not worried about getting KYC. Like, How do you get to multi-trillion dollar market cap? I don't think it's just retail, right? There's got to be another avenue. But I was just thinking, like, this whole thing reminds me of when we launched Liquid. I don't know if you guys uh, remember, but uh, a lot of Bitcoiners were really angry about Liquid too. And they're thinking... They have to use it. 
But again, like Liquid is initially geared for inter-exchange settlement, for traders to use it as a rail to move quickly from uh, one exchange to another or to take coins off on and off exchange. But uh, people were angry because they thought, like, I'm not going to put my Bitcoin in this because, you know, it's a, a federated uh, system with uh, exchanges and if the KYC too. So there, there's like a very similar parallel. There's a parallel here, which is they think that it's for them when they're not the target market and they don't need to invest. Like a, a lot so, of the anger feels almost like it's social, social, uh, social justice warrior anger because they're, yeah. they're just angry about it. So you know what you know what's interesting. I've been thinking a lot lately about grayscale um, because, like, you know, I I poke fun at grayscale um, online. Uh, you know, I I just want Barry to to give me more than noted as a reply, but um, I poke fun at grayscale because they do they list stuff like Horizon and Ethereum Classic and whatever um, for institutional funds. And don't get me wrong, like I've got no problem with um, Horizon and Ethereum Classic as like digital currencies, but you know, in an institutional portfolio, it's probably misplaced. Um, but like, <laughs> probably I, definitely. I keep, thinking, <laughs> yeah, I keep thinking about Grayscale's Bitcoin fund and like, why aren't those people just buying Bitcoin? Well, there's a reason that they're not just buying Bitcoin. And those reasons are not reasons that I need to understand or care about, but that that's the way for them to access Bitcoin, for them to be exposed to Bitcoin. And ultimately, it is good for Bitcoin, even though it's not people who have ledgers and trezors and cold cards and they don't own their private keys and 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 well for for grayscale for the gptc fund the, the obvious place is for 401ks right so uh people can in, in uh invest their, in that with their 401k so that that's the obvious reason for that um so another thing um, about this entire thing. So everyone hates on Coinbase. Everyone hates on some other big exchanges. And now you have a fully regulated uh, exchange that's going to be working in the US that has like Bitcoin maximalist advisors um, that ha that's Bitcoin friendly. I mean, people should support that. In yep. my opinion, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, bi I'm biased, of course, but cancel, yeah. it. cancel it. Yeah, I think I think that's that's uh, that's overly optimistic. I think <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So so I think I do think like in the context of like hyper Bitcoinization, I wonder how people imagine it's going to happen. Do they think that that the world is going to go like, oh, you know, I've just realized that my sovereign my self sovereignty is threatened, that my my assets can be seized. So I'm going to go figure out how to use a cold card. Like that's not the way. I mean, it's it's gradually at first that's a part of the but equation it's, but it's a big equation and it's not yeah, only that part exactly and it also has to start somewhere it has to start slowly it has to start gradually it has to build and this is a step in in building not inx maybe specifically but like having regulated exchanges getting regulators comfortable with it even things like coin center like i was deeply critical of coin center at one point um, and and I think ultimately, coin, uh, institutions like Coin Center do more more uh, good than harm. You know, they help educate regulators, and and unfortunately, just like not everyone can go like, well, I don't like the regulators um, in the the country that I live in. I'm going to up and leave and go live on an island. You know, most people don't have that option. They have to stay put. They have to work a nine to five. And they have to hope that, you know, their little, uh, the, the Bitcoin, the few sats that they have or whatever 
that they're that they're accumulating are um, viewed positively by regulators because of efforts like Coin Center, because of companies like INX that are doing things in a uh, a, a legal regulated way. I agree. Anyway, for for me, nothing changed uh, really because people were already hating on me because I'm friends with uh, with Ricardo and with Charlie, who are scammers already anyway, according to them. So. The hey, that's what who, I get too. <laughs> who, who, yeah, the people who who hate on us now are are basically the same type of people that that uh, said that before. That's why you got guys got off like easy. <laughs> well, yeah, plus, like... plus we didn't um, we didn't get any any tokens for free or for ninety x returns. So <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, true. speaking of that, maybe I'll put you guys um, ask you guys a question about that, right? So. Um, during the ICO boom, like I've been advisors to like dozens of companies, and some of them actually created own, their own tokens. And I actually specifically told them that, um, like, don't give me any tokens and don't mention me as advising your token because I don't want to. I actually didn't want to touch any ICOs back then because I know like most of them will, will like drop ninety nine percent and be scams. So, question for you guys is, why did you guys do that? Like, why were you okay with receiving tokens? on Ethereum when you've been bashing Ethereum the whole time. I think this is where like the people are saying like the hypocrisy comes in, right? So maybe you can answer to that. Because I, I like to yeah, because I just like to get paid for my for my work. And for me it doesn't matter if it's on Ethereum or something like that. If I can make more Bitcoin. But what does it matter if it's on Ethereum? Yeah, well, for me, it's like the Tether example. You can have Tether yeah. on exchange too, right? I don't need to take the, the tokens in ERC format. I can wait until they do it on Liquid and take it in Blockstream Green, which also supports securities. Like, it, it doesn't really matter what it is. It's a security. You, can, it, you could use uh, ERC to transport it if there's another exchange, another security token exchange that accepts it. But you can also not take the token and take it when it's on the rail that you prefer. Did you guys expect it to to look really bad on you when this was announced? Uh, well, yeah, I kind of expected it, but but at the same time, we were talking about uh, from from the start already, like if there is later some possibility to move to another chain. But then it became clear that once it's in the prospectus, it cannot easily be changed anymore, um, since it's already like two and a half years in the work. So yeah. Well, maybe I was naive, but I thought I could get them onto Liquid before they launched. <laughs> but I, I'm still I mean, working to get them off. But it's just going to take time. And they, I think like, I think Ellen is DMing you right now, Samson. <laughs> uh, I can't look at my computer right now. I'm on a live stream. <laughs> okay, uh, let's let's move on. So um, we we talked enough about this. So Samson, you have an announcement to make. First one. Oh yeah. So. Uh, I had a collabo with uh, Bitcoin Meme Hub. I'm sure you've seen his work on Twitter. Uh, Rick, can you push up the photo? Pushing it up now. Engage. It's engaged. It's on. Is it? I don't see it. Oh, wait. That's delay, right? There's a delay. <laughs> Samson, you'd swear this is the first show we've ever done. Okay, okay. So we only do the show once a month. I always forget. So... <laughs> We hardly ever like show pictures and stuff, so. That's yeah, true. that's because uh, Rick messes it up. But anyways, so this is a uh, Bitcoin is fu money mug that uh, we designed together, and I helped him produce it, and now it's on the Excelion Hat Store. So 
it's a really cool mug because when you're drinking it, if you're right-handed and you uh, take a sip, you'll see the bottom of the cup. I don't have one with me, unfortunately, but uh, it has a middle finger on it. So you can uh, give people the finger with your FU money. And we self-censored, unfortunately. The Bitcoin logo is on the, on the outward-facing side if you're right-handed too. So basically, they'll see Bitcoin and then they'll see the, the finger at the bottom. It's really cool. And if you're left-handed, then it's the world's dumbest mug. Well, then you're uh, <laughs> giving the finger to yourself, right? So that, that was the announcement. That was what all the hype was about. Okay, that's, that's kind of boring. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on then. Uh, you also launched some new Coindesk site or something like that? No? Coindesk, some Coindesk, Coindesk something in between the block, you know. It's, uh, what, called, what was it called? So we launched a, a news site called BTC Times. It's a, a news outlet focused on Bitcoin-related topics and Bitcoin-adjacent things that I think Bitcoiners might be interested in. Basically, the rule of thumb is if uh, Bitcoiners are talking about it on Twitter, then we're okay to write about it. So we might write about Ethereum fails or anything else, or maybe we'd be interested in uh, a taproot activating on Litecoin. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, Charlie. So that this outlet so, is going to cover. So Bitcoin, Bitcoin adjacent is is the way to say altcoins now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what you're saying, but. No, that's what I, I'll refer to it as. But okay. uh, we... so can I just in future I can refer to Monero as Bitcoin adjacent. Yeah, I you just can. want to be clear. It, it, okay. it has a Samsung stamp of approval. So, well, actually, uh, uh, <laughs> we should skip back. There was an interesting blog post from Litecoin, not Charlie's Litecoin, but L I G H T Coin, uh, talking about Bitcoin pragmatism. I think that's a really good read. I think people need to read that. But yeah, so BDC Times is going to write about the news that Bitcoiners care about and keep focused. Uh, you know, other publications uh, like Coindesk and others, they might cover altcoin launches or uh, new alts or, you know, just kind of really shilly news. We want to avoid that and just focus on like more Bitcoin-centric stuff and things that people are discussing. And and of course, um, it's going to have a to token, right, that you need to... It's on, on liquid and you need it to read an article. <laughs> yeah, someone actually and, uh, suggested that. And as advisor, all, the advi all the advisors <laughs> got like a bunch of tokens at like half a cent. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think we got flack for that launch because uh, you and Charlie are also investors in it alongside uh, me, Alistair, and yeah, we have I'm another not. investor. I'm not. <laughs> I didn't get any yeah. shit for this one. <laughs> well, you, you learned your lesson. Get any tokens? <laughs> you learned your lesson, right? From INX, so you're smart. No, I just, I just don't invest in media companies because I think they're, they're not. Especially because we didn't want your money. <laughs> your money is no good with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I want to play with INX tokens. <laughs> they're up 90x. I mean, come on. We only accept Bitcoin adjacent tokens, <laughs> like Monero. <laughs> yeah. So back on topic, BTC Times is obviously at www.btctimes.com. Um, you can also follow on Twitter. Uh, we're using the at BTC handle. Um, and we have Telegram and everything else. You can find all those links. Um, the website is still under development, so we still have some features coming that are pretty cool. But yeah, check it out. But shouldn't the at BTC handle talk about Bitcoin Cash? You think so, right? You think so. 
That's why everyone's so uh, is, confused. <laughs> is, Bitcoin totally confused. Cash, is Bitcoin adjacent? I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get my terminology right here. No, it's under. How do you say that? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think people are confused because on Reddit, uh, r slash BTC is the Bcash subreddit, and uh, r slash Bitcoin is the Bitcoin Reddit. But then on Twitter, it's kind of reversed, at least for a long time in the past, because at Bitcoin was the Bcash one until, I don't know, the guy changed his mind. And then at BTC was always the... Uh, <laughs> I don't think the guy changed his mind, Samson. Well, he, sold, uh, he sold the handle to someone else. Roger, stop paying him then. Okay, so that's enough shilling of the BTC times because I didn't invest in it, so <laughs> I, I don't really care that much about it. But Elaine did write an article about INX on it, and that was actually a pretty good read. But I, I like Elaine, so Elaine is cool. Oh, and look. And here is Podcast. Yeah. Hello, podcast. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so we got uh, a, we got a lot of crap about um, BTC times because um, Fluffy and I invested in it, and the Bitcoin maxims were saying that this is going to be talking about like Litecoin and Monero all the time. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so tired. See, but but it's not the real Bitcoin. Like, do you ha you don't have, really have like real Bitcoiners anymore anyway? So it, it's like all those people complaining seems to be coming from like the latest generation of uh, Bitcoiners. You don't, you're not noticing that. This is the other annoying thing for me. It's like the eternal September. We already got canceled in 2019 when uh, the news first broke about INX, right? And that was a year ago. And now we're getting canceled again from the new batch of kids that seem to be uh, completely oblivious to what happens in the past. And it's just really annoying to yeah. see that. Yeah. I know. The, well, I mean, what's... Coindesk, Coindesk published an article in 2019 when the F1 um, filing was made public. So I'm just surprised no one read that. Well, I mean, the people that are moaning about this didn't read it. Yeah, but some of them should have read it, right? Some of them are actually old, old Bitcoiners that should have read it in the past. And I think they're just uh, trying to get more attention for themselves by being angry. What's annoying for me is that these like Bitcoin maximalists think that they can decide who's a Bitcoiner, right? It's like Ricardo and I have been in, in this space like before most of these people <laughs> even heard about Bitcoin. So it's not like <laughs> we're, we've been Bitcoiner for like, what is it, like nine plus years? Or at but, least I have. And it's like, like, why do you get to decide if I'm a Bitcoiner or not? But you see, this yep. is like uh, willfully missing out on the nuance or something because all the Bitcoiners, the purer Bitcoiners are angry that a bunch of Bitcoin maximalists invested in INX. But then uh, you and Rick like Bitcoin, but you also have your own alts, right? But then for BTC Times launching, they're also angry because like they don't say like, like, it's all Bitcoin maximalists backing the publication. It's like uh, two altcoiners and that's the big deal, right? It's like there's a lack of nuance and a lack of consistency, right? They should be happy about PC times because you're all maximalists, apparently. <laughs> I know. Yeah, apparently. Maximal no, but, but I mean, look, look uh, like uh, Charlie has done so much, for, so much for Bitcoin, also with uh, SegWit and stuff like that and with Litecoin. Uh, Ricardo is, is funding... Uh, Lightning development uh, and lightning privacy tools. Uh, you've been involved with like the mining and with SegWit and everything, uh, and you're doing some crap with Liquid. 
<laughs> and and I, I've I've written a bunch of things. Uh, it's it's a Segwit, and I, and I invest in Huddle Huddle, which is like the only real exchange yet where you can buy without KYC. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Like, we might do a lot of stuff, but we're never going to get thanked for it. No, we'll just get canceled for things that people don't like. It's a thankless job. I, th I think a lot of the things we do benefit a lot of people, and they just don't know it or don't care. But you know, you're welcome. Well, I, what I always find amusing is, and I, I've tried to ha I've tried to steer conversations this way um, on Twitter, but like people don't really get it. It's you know, it's like okay, you want to criticize me, you want to come at me, no problem. But what have you done for Bitcoin? You know, I mean, if you if what you've done for Bitcoin is um, act like a cultist on Twitter and you know uh, buy some sats with the scraps of money that you have at the end of the month, like yeah, I don't think you've done much for Bitcoin um, except make it a weird religion. So so that's <laughs> you know that that frustrates me as well. Like I I will gladly debate with someone that's actually done something for Bitcoin. Um, but I found that those people to are, are generally less aggressive and uh, more they're, they're happy to accept me as someone who has generally been good for Bitcoin. But the, the main problem here is that like you can argue that Roger Ver also did a lot for, for Bitcoin and Eric for his and stuff like that, and they turned. We, in my opinion, we haven't turned yet. Yet, of course. No, according know. to uh, a lot of the Bitcoin people on twitter we've turned already so it's over we've turned it's to over. zombies yeah it's time that's it's time to pack in the towel no one will watch the show anymore no one will come to the conference that that uh we haven't spoken about yet oh uh, there's another announcement <laughs> samson what's the next announcement like... <laughs> yeah so so speaking of doing things for bitcoiners we have a big announcement so as MCC New York was canceled because of coronavirus, we decided to put together MCC VR. Rick, roll image. Images rolled. <laughs> All right. So we've uh, so Pixelmatic actually uh, spent a good couple of months developing this. We started probably around uh, April, I think. We wanted to... Uh, basically create a VR conference that people could go to, like a real VR conference, not the one that Udi did, which is just one room, but uh, a full-fledged <laughs> conference. Oh, Udi is such a loser. Dissing on Udi. That's so mean. <laughs> we wanted a full VR conference with uh, a world that you can actually walk around in. So we have two stages, just like MCC. Um, they're themed and uh, we have a lobby people can walk around and talk to other people and then we have uh, done something really cool with sponsors so typically when you have an online conference it's just going to be speakers um, talking over zoom and you're just sitting there listening so we actually work with the sponsors to create islands so the the setting is like you're on this cliff and you look out into the ocean, you see a bunch of islands in the distance. But every, all those islands are actually the sponsor islands, and you can teleport to them from the lobby. And every island is, every island is fully customized with a design direction from each sponsor and unique to them. So you can go to these different worlds and see you know, this like themed world. And they can play games with you, and you can potentially win prizes too. So we actually have real engagement. The sponsors can talk to people uh, just like they would at a normal conference. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We have um, 
a VIP package too, which comes with a set of uh, more uh, customized avatars. So we'll have like a, a Bitcoin wizard. We'll have a honey badger animal in the style of Magical Crypto Friends. And yeah, I think it's going to be a really fun thing that people can experience and uh, you know, socialize. Can they experience this with a VR headset? Yes. So VR headsets are optional. Uh, you can join from your browser and you can, if you want to be immersive and you want to wave your hands around, then you'll need a headset, but you can just go and listen to the talks uh, on your browser. No, just if you, if you use your browser, you can still wave your hands. It will just not show up on the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. So that's our big announcement. Did you actually say the date? I don't know. I was not really listening to you. Uh, I didn't say the dates. You can announce the dates. We actually don't know what the dates are. Um, It was... (laughs) Oh, fuck. I misclicked. The date date changed like... The dates have changed like 18 times, yeah. so at this so, point of uh, time, no one knows. 25 and 26th of uh, September, and it was starting at 4 p.m. UTC? Uh, I think it's 7 a.m. Pacific, whatever that time is, <laughs> UTC. Okay, 7 a.m. 7 Pacific. Minus 8, 9, 9 for me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's early afternoon and it ends like uh, six hours later. Yeah, so uh, the the time is because it's an online conference and we don't want to do it like twenty four hours. I think that's just exhausting. So we tried to pick a time that would work okay for the whole world. Um, it's early for me because it's seven, but uh, in Europe it's going to be afternoon until evening, and we'll be able to catch um, people in Asia too if they're willing to stay up late. So you can. I think it starts at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. But then you can at least go for a couple hours. And we'll put all the talks on YouTube after uh, after the show is done. But uh, yeah, there's no live stream because you just have to buy a ticket. Tickets are going to be $15. That's really just a anti-DDoS mechanism to filter. But yes, yeah, otherwise um, all the big issues will be and, DDoSing us. And you'll be, you'll be able to pay in uh, Bitcoin and Bitcoin-adjacent currencies. <laughs> 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 oh man, I'm gonna get shit for that, aren't I? Yeah, you are. So uh, someone is asking if uh, Ricardo will show up this time at the conference. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go I'm gonna to be New York. In person. He's yeah, gonna I'm gonna go be, to New York. Yeah, I'm gonna be standing next to the server, like in the data center, shivering because it's so cold. He's gonna <laughs> download himself into into the cyberspace and be there in person. Exactly. So it's an episode of The Matrix. So we, we have a lot of sponsors. Uh, we've lined them up. We've been building their islands. Um, we haven't announced the whole roster of sponsors yet, but uh, I can mention a couple. So we have Crypto Steel and uh, Sideshift, and their islands look pretty cool. I think you'll like Andreas Brecken's island. Um, and we have a lot of interesting talks lined up, and we're still filling out the rest of the agenda. So if you have an interesting topic, uh, then... So if you want to sell some security tokens, just let us know. Yeah. Also, d- does the Sideshift um, Island have a giant lightning node with 100 Bitcoin locked up in it? No, but you'll see when, uh, when it's live. Speaking of sponsors, we should talk to Alan Silbert. Yeah, <laughs> we should. Yeah. I wonder if Grayscale will sponsor. They could do like a Horizon thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So... um. Uh, there's one last topic on my list. 
And that's that's uh, actually a silly one. So so coin market cap since they got bought up by uh, Binance, they've been doing all kinds of strange stuff. So they implemented the chat function where you can post stuff per cryptocurrency. But they also, for some reason, changed uh, the Monero logo back to the old one or to a new one or or whatever happened no, there. No, it's that that's a it's a, a logo that has never existed. Like I don't know where <laughs> they got that. They they just made that one up. They were like. We don't like the Monero logo. This one looks better. We're just going to use this one that we made, and um, and it's been like that for ages. And and like people have emailed them and asked them. So eventually, like I got on Twitter and I was like, <laughs> you know, hello, can you please change the Monero logo back? And they replied and they were like, hello, please have an official team member contact us about your rebranding. And then you were like, do you know who I am? No, I yeah. said that because <laughs> he wasn't willing to do it. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, like, you pulled out Charles they, Hoskinson. Uh, yeah, and then they went and changed the logo, so I didn't even need to. I didn't even need to email them about our rebranding. They they did the same thing with the Litecoin logo. A, a few weeks back, they changed the logo back to like the old logo, the silver one. And then I I contacted them and they changed it back. It's kind of weird. They just all of a sudden changed it to the old logo. Did they talk to you or did they say uh, contact support? Uh, they talked to me because I'm actually important. Oh, snap. Uh, yeah. So apparently I disappointed some people because they expected the last topic to be more interesting and fun and not just about stupid logos. I'm sorry. <laughs> Someone on chat uh, asked if uh, we're going we're gonna to accept lightning payments for, for tickets. Yeah, well, of course. So. Because, yeah, it's big, because it's Bitcoin adjacent, right? <laughs> oh, well, uh, actually... <laughs> That's a funny one. So uh, I, I think, like Ricardo and I, just really love that joke. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna yeah, roll with that one for the next six months. Yeah, go for it. Sorry, yeah, no, no, um, no, no. Someone's we asking Bitcoin adjacenters. <laughs> Bitcoin someone's pragmatists. asking about the competition of last last uh, episode, and I think we kind of forgot about that. Well, we uh, keep uh, on forgetting about it. I think we gotta do it again because I. We gotta No, no, no. We've got to go look at those tweets and make a decision. We can't we can't do it. This is the third time we were doing it. What do we look like? Justin Sun. But the, the, there's only like one winner because I think a Bitcoin Meme Hub posted one and some other guy posted one. So okay, fine, we'll we'll pick a winner. Uh so, someone's we'll asking about uh, the cold card clone. Uh, I know that uh, MVK was uh talking about that, but I, I didn't really follow it exactly. Anyone know about it? Something I think they it? got they got cloned. Like yeah, well, some, it was like, uh, like identical open source like hardware foundation, design to create a foundation copy. devices or something. Passport. Yeah. It's called a passport. To be honest, I didn't really care too much about it. Yeah, I, I saw Rodolfo complain, but I didn't really. Yeah. I don't know why so anyone I, would buy I a have phone. A, I have a small obsession with like Bitcoin um, and Bitcoin adjacent. adjacent. <laughs> yeah, hardware wallets. So I have a bunch. So I, I did, I must admit to having bought a passport founders edition i hope i get it uh, i have some really cool stuff maybe one day i'll show i'll show you like i have a, a prototype ledger um a ledger blue that's like oh, really that, interesting that, that, that really looked like a cool device it was just useless I, yeah. I remember that i mean visually it was nice yeah yeah <laughs> okay um so do we have any other questions or topics of uh uh, yeah, and from now on, just a general reminder: please use Coin Gecko or something, and not Coin Market Cap anymore. For uh, that's one. Yeah, 
Why? Yeah. Litecoin is actually higher on Coin Market Cap than Coin Gecko, so because I'm keep because at Coin Gecko actually ca- uh, cal- like um, tracks polka dots. <laughs> you Never got dotted. I got dotted. Yeah, you got dotted. Um. So, any more questions or anything else? Mr. Otherwise, you can go saying... back to farming. Mr. Hoddle says, Magical Shitcoin Friends is the most awkward podcast in the history of pod cats. Cats. Ah, oh, podcast is here. Ah, yeah, well, we do have a podcast, so we must be referring to that. Whale Panda, what do you think about him calling your cat awkward? She's getting old. It's normal. It happens. She's, she's already 10, so, I mean, that's old for a that cat. That is old. So, yeah, I'm, I'm Mr. Hoddle, he, I mean... I met him a couple of times in person. In person, he's okay, but on Twitter, I mean, come on. The, the funny thing is, so the people are, are saying like, oh, I'm canceling um, my Casa uh, subscription and I'm canceling that and I'm not going to watch that anymore. They never they never owned Casa uh, subscription. They never watched us. So nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. It's like the BSV people who are like, Oh, you have a cartoon that is trying to appeal to kids. I'm like, have you ever watched an episode? I don't think there's a lot of kid-friendly content on here. Well, we we didn't really curse that much this time. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) like if kids watch the show, they'll be excited for like the entire intro and then they'll fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Well, to be fair, our audience falls asleep anyways. This is true. But you know what? I enjoy this time hanging out with you guys and uh, with the like 17 people that watch. So I'm going to keep on doing it. How does 20 at the moment? That's actually a good one. People are expecting way more drama. The show is really just for us to uh, chat. Right? Like, yeah. If we wanted yeah. to go big, we would really uh, do it uh, pump style. And... Well, we would, we would stop using cartoons if we wanted to go big. Yeah, and we we uh, we do it more than once a month, once once ish a month. Yeah. So I guess that that's it for now. Um, ah, apparently Eric Forhees was an investor in Foundation Devices. Okay. Uh, oh, here's a good question: Why is the Litecoin card accepting Bcash? <laughs> mm, I think they're talking about. So the Litecoin card is a card we announced where you can um, it's a Litecoin debit card where you can deposit Litecoin and spend it in stores or anywhere that accepts Visa. And it will, at the time of purchase, it will auto-convert the Litecoin to US dollar and pay the merchant. So by accepting Bcash, it's the card, you can actually fund the card with Bcash or like, I think there's like 20 different cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin and Bitcoin adjacent cryptocurrencies. That when you send it, <laughs> and when you send it into the card, it will auto-convert to Litecoin. So in that sense, uh, it accepts Bcash and other Bitcoin adjacent cryptocurrencies. I mean, that's a very vague definition of it accepting Bcash. Yeah, I think that's what they're they're asking about. But yeah, Yo, you're going to get cancelled by the Litecoin community. <laughs> so there were some questions about what we think about DeFi. Um, I, I think it's mostly silly and it's just like the yield farming and, and stuff like that. Mostly doesn't make any sense. But there is an interesting Bitcoin semi-DeFi project that will launch in September, but I cannot disclose it yet. No, no, that no, no. will Panda invest in. 
You can't do of that. Of course, I invest. I'm not going to chill if I don't invest in it. I mean, <laughs> so so DeFi. Yeah, I mean, like D, I find DeFi. DeFi is like there's been a plethora of scams, and to be fair, I mean, I think there are some people who are trying really hard to build good projects, but it's you know when when Ethereum fees hit like forty dollars for you to to execute um, a swap and whatever, like the reality is that it, it it's a whale's game. Somebody who wants to play around in DeFi um, with like a hundred dollars is going to end up getting burnt pretty quickly by fees. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean maybe like maybe there's ways of of fixing that. I've seen some interesting proposals, but the reality is that um, the Ethereum fees are the thing that's going to make that that make every everything like that like almost impossible to to get off the ground in a sustainable and scalable manner. What I do find interesting. And this is, you know, absolutely not advice at all to to look at any of it. But I do find um, stuff like based um, kind of funny. It's like basically a meme-based DeFi project. I thought that's um, Yam. Oh no, based is even based is even more like like it's just like this like crazy weird color scheme, and you know, uh, it's it's like a game of um, uh, of of who's the weakest hand. The, the dynamics are really interesting because they're a little bit obfuscated. Um, and, uh, You're basically and killing of... it now. You realize that, right? <laughs> no, well, I mean, it's, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't suggest anyone plays with it. I just find, I find it, I do find it interesting that, um, that stuff like that uh, can exist because it's kind of like the Dogecoin of DeFi, you know? It's, <laughs> it's funny. So you're saying only whales can make money off of DeFi projects? So yeah, well, no, I mean, if you if, well, if you're making like, the fees, yeah, yeah, if you let, let's say that you that there's something that's paying out some crazy amount, like six thousand percent APY, which happens with surprising regularity, um, and uh, that's only sustainable for a few days, and you're also worried about like impermanent loss due to the price of the underlying token dropping. So maybe you only want to be in with like your large pot of money for a few hours, and then not risk the loss and get out. Now you can do that if you're playing with a hundred thousand dollars because you don't really care about the fees and invariably you've got to hop through like seventeen different hoops to to get from one thing into the next um, with all sorts of fees along the way. But you know if you only have a hundred bucks to play with, then chances are you're just going to end up losing it. So it's like a it's like a really bad casino. So you so can't get your chips out. Yep, they they're actually like I've I've seen I've seen people who have like. You know, they put a hundred bucks in, and now they've made like twenty dollars. Um, but like because of the fees of sucking that out and converting it to the other thing or whatever, like they'll just be back at square zero, and that's the best case scenario for them. I think it's square one. <laughs> square one. So yeah. it's only good for people who wear million dollar watches on the wrong wrist. Yeah, that was that was lower. That was lower. Um, it was wrist adjacent. <laughs> okay okay enough chilling DeFi projects um so uh, i i guess that's it for this episode um i think we addressed most of the, the the issues or the things that came up um of course not, not enough uh for most for like really difficult people but we're not gonna go convince them anyway so um yeah I guess that's it for us for now. And we'll see you guys at MCC VR, hopefully. 
because I don't think we will have an- another episode before that. Unless we're cancelled. Unless we're cancelled. You won't go. Well, people won't actually know if we actually went because we'll have our body doubles. <laughs> <laughs> we just pay people to, to play us. Okay, so uh, thank you everyone for watching and good night. Or, well, no, I guess. Bye. Well, for good me, good morning. night. For every good, good night. That's for me too. For Samson, yeah. it's like morning, early morning. No, it's like 11. It's noon, actually. Well, it's always okay. nice for me. Have a nice lunch. Thank you. Bye. See you in a few Bye. months. Bye. Bye.